Welcome to Judging Book Covers Podcast, your bi-weekly book club podcast where we help our guests go through their to-be-read list. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Megan Griffin. How are you, Megan? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty well. Getting over a cold, which I blame my husband for because I don't go into an office, so I shouldn't be sick. Oh, it's totally his fault. <laughs> All those are germs. Also, yep. you know, the rapid weather change from like 80 degrees oh to 40. So... I know, like, can we just sit in the 60s for a little yes. while longer? Like, I just bought a new hoodie. I feel like I've not gotten to enjoy wearing just that because now I need another coat on top of it. Yes. <laughs> I think we're good for, like, another week or two where we're going to get, like, 50s to 60s, and it should be good. Okay. Be golden. It's perfect. Yeah. Go and sit outside weather reading. Yeah. We took out our air conditioners. Okay. Now we got to figure out where the hell to put them. And... Yes, that's why mine sits in the windows because <laughs> <no room. laughs> There's just no room. Well, now it's um, how long until we turn the heat on? And I'm home all day. I don't go into an oh, office no. that has heat. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to hold out to, for at least maybe another week, maybe till November 1st. Maybe. I can maybe. hear my radiator kicking on. Like I can hear yeah. it softly humming. I'm like, I didn't, because I don't control mine. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, someone in the building's cold. <laughs> Yeah. But. I mean, I don't, this is where I'm like, yeah, let's use the oven. Whereas, because now we have, it's, I swear this gas stove and gas, it gets hotter than oh, yeah. um, the electric one we used to have. So I'm like, let's, what do we got to bake? What are we doing so we can turn this on? <laughs> I've been cooking so much more since the weather dropped and it's been wonderful. So many sweet potatoes. Ooh. It's been perfect. I like sweet potatoes. That's something Chris does not like. Oh, Chris. But I know. Come I love on. them. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> we'll make him something else. We'll eat all the sweet potatoes. It'll be good. Yeah. He likes regular potatoes. That's not the same. Likes... I know. I really like sweet potatoes. I wonder when the last time he tried one was. Because you know how your, cha- your tastes change? Yep. Yep. Mm. I actually... <laughs> I'm going to end up cutting this. But uh, <laughs> sweet potatoes that, that I mashed with mascarpone cheese... Mm. cilantro scallions what else did i put in it a little bit of sour cream on top oh and it's so fancy it was like i don't oh and bacon when i have it but i don't always have bacon in the house but it was like this like perfect fall treat i called my best friend and was like let me tell you what i'm (laughs) eating he's like i don't like sweet potatoes like why are you like calling me like because it's so good (laughs) most ridiculous thing oh that sounds really good i highly recommend okay it's going on the list i highly recommend potatoes mashed potatoes but Mm -hmm. instead of like milk mascarpone cheese all right we're gonna have to try that he likes regular mashed potatoes maybe we can like play around with it we i remember one time we tried like mashed cauliflower i liked it yeah he did not enjoy it <laughs> the texture was not for him really yeah i've only tried that once and i really liked it but i haven't I tried to make it. it myself yeah i saw this uh one recipe on this blog i like or she's like a youtube channel um and it was basically you use cauliflower to make your dough for a pizza Mm-hmm. And then your pizza's just piled on with some cheese, but a lot of vegetables. And I was like, I would try that. And I was like, that's a me rest- a, a me meal, because he's not going to want that. All right. Chris, you need to branch out. Mm-hmm. 
and not when we're on vacation. Because, like, we go on vacation, he'll try anything there. But That literally makes no sense to me. Yep. (laughs) When I met him, he did not like bacon. And for years, he didn't like bacon. And then, or any of the, any pork, any ham, nothing. So then we go on vacation. But, but, (laughs) we go on vacation, (laughs) and uh, this was, like, three years in, I think. And he tries my bacon that we were staying with friends that she made. So I had bacon. And he tried a bite. And he's like, oh, this is good. And I was like, oh, okay. So you do like bacon. You also like pulled pork because that's what my aunt made. I remember there was one time at like, Christmas. I was like, you're eating, you're eating pork right now. He doesn't like ham. That's, he just doesn't like ham. He likes that's pork fine. chops. He likes pulled pork. And he likes bacon. He just doesn't like ham. So he, because he didn't like ham, he just assumed he didn't like He just like ruled out pork. the whole pig. <laughs> yep. Okay. It's like explaining like burgers versus steak, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yep. I love people with weird taste buds or buds that won't try anything new. Yeah, he's got. He has gotten better. I will say that he has gotten better. But I know when we're on vacation, he's more. He'll try a, a bunch of stuff. Like he doesn't. But then we get home, and he's like, "No, I don't want that." He has gotten better. He has gotten better, but I like making candied bacon with like a chipotle spice or like a chili spice, and then mm-hmm. throw brown sugar on and throw it in the oven. Put it on nice. wax paper because I've ruined so many pans. <laughs> but that was my like new thing before my oven broke. But uh, gotta get that fixed at some point. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold out. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that extra heat source. <laughs> Uh, so now that we just spent like okay. 20 minutes talking about food. Yep. All right. So I haven't had dinner. That's always. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Everything sounds great. Um, so this week we read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> we did. Yes. Yes. Um, which I had never read. Have you read it, though? I did. It's been I was trying to figure out when I read it. and I think it was college. Mm hmm. But it might have actually been high school. I'm not entirely hmm. sure. It's definitely been at least 10 years since I've read it. Um, which is, but earlier this year, I read Mary's Monster, who mm-hmm. I totally forgot to write down the author's name, which is like a graphic novel slash poetry collection okay. about Mary Shelley's life. So oh. I've been very like pro Frankenstein this year. It's the 200th gotcha. anniversary, I guess. I mean, I know it is the 200th, and I guess yeah. that's why. I have been, but yeah, I did not it, know. So she was twenty when it was first published in eighteen eighteen. I was yeah. like, "How really?" She's eighteen. <laughs> so young. She created it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's fascinating. Like, yeah, I don't know how much you read into her, but like, first of all, Percy Shelley can go fuck himself. But yes, I, I went to the wiki page just I just as like, oh, yeah. just because. And it said something about her father, an admirer of her father, I think, mm-hmm. a political, something like that. And then something, something, because he was already married. And I was like, hold the phone. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yep. bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Mary Shelley is. Oh, I had this pulled up because I totally. Oh, no. There we go. OK. Because I can never remember who her dad is, which is funny because like, I've definitely read Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, she like looked into this kind of perfect. 
not perfect world because, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. Given her age, she should not have been as educated. Given her at the time period, she should not have been as educated as she was. Mm-hmm. But William Goodwin, Godwin. Thank you. And yes. her mother was Mary um, Wollstonecraft, mm-hmm. who is like one of the biggest feminine icons. Mm-hmm. But she died. If she, did she die in childbirth or shortly after? She didn't know her mom. It's like a month after she was born, it says. Which yeah. Is, mm. And then her dad remarried to a woman who, so she had two sisters. I think one's a step and one's a half, if I recall. And like, she got along fairly well with her, one of them, because one Mm -hmm. of her sisters was there the night she created Frankenstein. She was like one of Lord Byron's little Mm -hmm. conquests. Oh, that's another sister that's just like, was that Claire? Yes. Who got pregnant? Yeah. Yeah, I went down a little bit of a wiki, like, what is happening? It's so bizarre. <laughs> like, for as much as I love Frankenstein, Mary Shelley is just such a much more bizarre story. But yes, so yeah, Percy, who, I can't remember, he's, oh, I want to say he was a lot older, but I might be wrong there. I think he was only a few years older than her. Let me see. She was born difference. in 1797. Yeah, because the way it was worded on Wiki about how he was an admirer of her father, I read it like a peer almost. And I was like, wait, how old was this guy? And that's how I saw, okay, he wasn't. Oh, but he was married when this yeah. whole thing started. And she was, so I think like the first time they have sex is like in a cemetery. Like they were that couple. <laughs> If it's not the first time, it's, like, one of the first times. It might be when she got pregnant the first time. I don't know. Like, I'm telling you, I fell down the rabbit hole earlier this year with this book. biography out? Because I need to read this. <laughs> I, I highly recommend Mary's Monsters. There's a few Mary's other biographies Monsters. that are really good. But she, yeah, I can't remember how many, was it five kids, but only one survived? It's either four I or five so. kids. I think so. Yeah, just the and, son. Yeah, and it's everything like and then he died like oh yeah i think he died before the second so 1822 i think it said that he died yep like that yeah yeah she's just i totally so of course over the years you know there's a question of if mary actually wrote this or if percy did and if they're trying to claim whatever given her parents and her upbringing and just like the kind of perfect storm that she is i totally buy that she wrote this Mm. Mm -hmm. and now though the one i have i have the 19 1918 i think 36 edition i have the second edition Mm -hmm. um because the first one was 1818 Mm -hmm. and the Major, I've read the 1818. The major difference that I can remember is that Elizabeth is actually his cousin and not just like a warden. Oh. Which is very strange. And even reading this again, I was like, it still creeps me out. <laughs> they like basically bring Elizabeth into this house to marry Victor. Yes. But, so wait, which edition is she an actual cousin? The 1818. Is she an actual cousin? And then in the 20, in the second one. 
Yeah, which is, I, I want to say 1838 or 1820-something. I don't remember. The, 1823. Okay. The, yeah, she changed it so Elizabeth was an Italian, you know. Yeah, the daughter of the nobleman right. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that better. I agree. <laughs> and and more details were added and things like that. But yeah. that's the, like, major difference that I can always remember is, like, how closely related is Elizabeth? Yeah, because I... But even as I, because I was reading it as, you know, she was brought into the family and adopted essentially and they were raised together. I was like, wait, are we going to go the route where they want them to get married? Because they're essentially raised together, which is kind of like brother and sister. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. I finished a series earlier this year where there's a couple in it. It's like a multi main character kind of like a, a ensemble cast and there are adopted siblings that fall in love and it is the most uncomfortable thing that carries out through three books and oh. I was just like that's all I could think about was like this is I, I guess back in the 1800s they probably would have raised her differently like not as like I think they were raised to be friends and and not siblings but man it's weird yeah yeah and like all of it like the the dad takes on a warden from like his best friend that ends up being his wife all of it's kind of like oh yeah okay (laughs) yep yep so that's the one thing about this that i'm just like she wrote a lot of passive women. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, Mary. But also it's all about how like evil men are. So maybe it makes sense. Yep. I, and also going into this, I, as I was reading, I was like, I know nothing about this story. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I know Victor Frankenstein created this monster. That's it. And... I've never seen a Frankenstein movie, I've realized. Okay. Like, I, there's something that I've watched because I can hear the guy yelling, it's alive. But I know I didn't see the movie. So it has to be in a movie or in a show that there's a clip right. of that. That's like the extent of my knowledge, which was none. <laughs> so <laughs> that was kind of cool. Like, because I had no, I mean, I had no idea. Like, so what did gets you, to... what'd you think? I liked it. Um, I had a hard time. With kind of falling asleep. (laughs) Um, When Victor is telling his story about being in school and everything until, and like to the point where I read a couple page, like I read a page and I was like, wait, it, wait, it just came alive, right? Hold on. I got to go back because it was very, it's not a whole, it's a live moment. It's a very like, this thing happened and I left the room because what the hell have I done? And then blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Like, and it's, Yeah. So, um, I felt the mo- the part where I was really going though was when we get to the creature and he gets to tell his story and he's talking about that family. For so that his story, I was like, "Yeah, how? What? What happened to you <laughs> after you left?" <laughs> it's bizarre because, like, so it is a at one point a story within a story within a story. Yes. Which I really liked the framing of it, where it starts with 
Captain Walton's letters to his sister. Then he finds this guy, and now Victor's telling the story, and then the creature starts telling his story in the middle of that. I liked that. Yeah. Victor, you're right. I agree. Victor's story drags in the beginning because it's all about how he had this, like, idealistic childhood. Mm-hmm. Which sets us up for, like, how much loss he's going to have as an adult. Yeah. And... I do love because I actually had to I had to stop as well and was like, wait, is it really this early on that he does this and then he like quickly abandons the right. the creature like like there's he no... just leaves a room he's just yeah, like and he's exhausted like, runs away like what and I was also like, have you not told anyone what you're up to? There's like no debate no. about whether or not he should be doing this with anyone. I was like, how do your teachers not know what you're, like, tell someone. Just tell someone. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No. At no point does he tell his teachers. Like, he's been studying. I assume you have to have some kind of thesis. What is his thesis in school? Right. Right. Yeah. But no, nobody knows. Did you expect an Igor character? Nope, because I forgot about Igor until literally this moment. (laughs) (laughs) I was curious, because, like... Most movies now have, like, the Igor character. Mm-hmm. And there's Henry, but Henry's not an Igor character. No. And... Henry, who I kept reading his name as Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh, no. So I then I that. pictured him as Henry Cavill. I need that now. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's perfect. It's this guy that is Victor's best friend who doesn't really value education at first, but kind of later in life, kind of. Like, when Victor has fucked up. He's like, oh, now I'm really interested in education. And I, like, think Henry could... Yeah, he would be really good at that. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. I don't have I a Victor him. for you, but because of his name, it's Henry Cler- Clerval? Clerval? I'm not quite sure yeah. how to say it, but yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. I will also say, so, before we started recording, we started talking about the covers of our books. <laughs> yes. We'll Mine that, yeah. Very uninteresting because it's just blue. It's just a blue novel. It's just a blue book. <laughs> Writing on the spine. Frankenstein, Mary W. Shelley, and the little sticker from the library. But it's from 1963. I was looking at the back. It's got the little pocket for your library card. You know, I remember that from school. And the due dates. <laughs> the earliest due date is November 17th of, I think that's 1966. That's awesome. And the last stamp is from August 23rd of 2013. Oh, wow. So they were pretty so late to after, get to them. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. Yeah. Before um, that, though, it was 92. This book has oh. not been checked out a lot. No, no, it has not. 66. A lot in 1966. And then 72, 73. I don't know what that is. 90, 92, 13. I wonder if they got some newer editions or something. Maybe. Yeah. But I felt very like... So also before we were started recording, we were talking about Buffy and Angel <laughs> in season three when Angel comes back and he's all brooding, reading books by the firelight. They're all older books. Oh, yeah. felt yes. like that reading this. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. Yeah. Is there a, an introduction or anything in it? There is taped to the front cover. I don't oh think my God, I that read is it. Amazing. I didn't read it because I was worried about like spoiling something since sure. I realized I didn't know anything about this. And then there is actually another another introduction, like, in the book. But there's okay. one. Uh, is it the author's? Introdu- introduction by Dr. R.E. Dowse and okay. Dr. J. Palmer. Who did the one in the book? Let's see. 
There is an author's introduction oh, the in the same. book. Okay, it is the same. Yeah. But they definitely start different. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll go back and read those now. Mine's How about yours? By, mine's got an introduction by Douglas Clegg, who I have no idea. Um, as I told Stephanie earlier this week, like I almost bought a $30 edition <laughs> because it had annotations and an introduction by Del Toro. I don't particularly care for hardcovers, which is the only reason I did not buy it. Mm. But, um, oh, who did this afterward? It's, what's his name? Harold Bloom, I think, did my after. Yeah, Harold Bloom did the afterward. Ooh, I don't um, have one of those. Nope. Which, yeah, my cover's also boring because I ended up getting just like a the Signet Classics. So it's like a weathered looking yellow cover with uh fancy like victorian siding it's it's you know it's frankenstein it's not anything super fancy no monster on the cover yeah so yeah we should probably go ahead and get that out of the way because that's everybody's favorite thing about frankenstein is that it is not <laughs> the name of the monster um <laughs> Which is, like, something that Mary Shelley addressed at one point in life. Like, she didn't want to name it. Mm. She she liked that it was nameless. Uh, as close as we get to a name is that he says, you know, you should call me Adam. Or mm. I should be called Adam. Which mm-hmm. is a, another Buffy reference we could go to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Works so well. Uh, so good. So good. Um, but, yes, Frankenstein is, of course... Victor Frankenstein's last name. And yeah, I didn't remember disliking the monster the first time I read this. Mm-hmm. This time around, not as big a fan of the monster. Like, I've always been anti Victor because don't play God. And yeah, Victor, like. What do you mean you want to try to give life to an intimate thing? Like, without thinking it through. Like, I know he's, he's like 17 when he goes to school and starts doing this. And I think it takes him, what, two years? So it's like, he's probably about 19. Fairly young. However, I feel like you should have some kind of common sense to, if not, to not do this, at least tell someone who would then tell you maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah, he's got two mentors. Yeah. What do you talk about with them? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, that's what kept going through my head was like, what do you guys think he's doing? Right. Right. And like, I know his friend Henry wasn't there when he was doing this because he was away at school. Um, but in your letters home to your dad or to Henry or to your friend, you know, you just, you just, school's going great. Well, he was studying a lot. Writing home much. That's true. There was a lot of guilt about that. Yeah. Which I love the dad was like, if your correspondence drops, I assume everything else is dropping as well. And it's like, oh, good guilt trip right there. <laughs> Bravo. Yep. But yeah, it just, it, it is very 1800s in that there's not a lot of details in the devil or they're devil. Nope. I'm going to take that back. There's not a lot of details. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like it, it does read like a guy sitting there rambling about what he did. Yeah. Um, as opposed to nowadays where like this book would probably be another 
300 pages. Yep. And More description about how he put the monster, like what oh, yeah. he even used, how he did this. Um, Which is brilliant that she didn't do that because yeah. she had no idea. And it right, was it not. It just did. <laughs> yeah. There is a wonderful science uh, volume where it's the book and then all these, like, um, it's annotated for scientists rather than literary. Mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. one that I sat there and I was like, I won't read this this week, but I want it. <laughs> so, because I am curious, like, I've always studied this as literature. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How is it studied from the scientific side? So. That's a good point. Yeah. Also with Victor. When he runs out of the house, blah, 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 and he runs into Henry. I feel like. If you were going to tell someone what you did, it would be in that moment to your best friend from, like, when you were little kids. Exactly. But instead, he's like, no, okay, we'll go back into my rooms, and then I don't know how Henry's going to react when he sees this thing. Oh, wait, it's gone. No preparation for Henry. Like, no. if, the, if the creature was still there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're just going to let him walk in on this thing that scared the shit out of you, and you put it together. Exactly. Yeah, Victor is an asshole. Like he really is. I don't know if that was Mary Shelley's intent, because it some there are some points where it seems like it's sincerely trying not to be, but Victor is an asshole. Yes, I also found it a little annoying how every time something happened, he was sick for months on end. <laughs> Just like, yeah. oh, you're sick again, and now you can't do anything about X, Y, and Z. Okay. The biggest baby in the world. Yep. Like, you did something bad. It's the guilt. That's what this is. Yeah. Own up to it. Right. Handle it. But no. No. Gets sick for several months. Henry, I think, has to postpone his education to help take care of him. Yep. 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 And then they go to, you know, London and Scotland together because why not? (laughs) Everything about Victor just makes me very angry. And the fact that he's just like, let's Justine die. I mean, that in yes. and of itself. Because already, so his younger brother, William, is killed. They, Him and Henry rush home. He realizes like pretty much right away that the creature did this. He sees the creature because he goes to the area where he was killed. And you still don't tell anyone. What? Uh? No. Instead, when someone comes to him and they're like, oh, the murder has been found. He's like, oh, my God. Now I'm going to have to own up to like finally yeah. own up to it. And they are like, oh, Justine. Like Justine. She was brought into the family, but as a servant. But she was mm-hmm. a favorite. And it was described that as being a servant in this country was better than, say, in France or in another country. So I take it that she was more of like a family member combo type of thing. Yeah. Where it's like you kind of get paid to hang out with family, I guess. Rather yeah, than, and do a know. couple things. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't do anything or say it. Like, he doesn't. He just is like. I. <sighs> he doesn't even try to, like. Elizabeth at least speaks up for Justine. Mm-hmm. Victor doesn't say shit. 
And yeah. like, and then Elizabeth's like, he didn't think it was you at all. And I'm just like, but he is not doing shit to help. Right. Like, like it. And like, it, so I know when Justine confesses, it's like, wait, why are you doing that? Oh, because your confessor basically threatened you with excommunication yep. and hellfire. You confessed. Okay. But he could still, he could have still done something, said something to anyone. I anyone. saw something the, the night I got here. There, Like, you don't even, fine, don't own up to your mistakes. Right. Own this, up that you saw something. Yes. Yeah. Hanging out, lurking in the area where William yeah. was killed. I just, Victor's such an asshole. <clears throat> and. Yeah. I also had a few moments where I had to remember, like, because it's like, when the monster did show up, I was like, is this you hallucinating or mm. and like especially on the glaciers when like the monster shows up and it's like let me tell you about my life and i was like okay wait a second are we hallucinating <laughs> and then that goes into a story and i was like nope we are not hallucinating okay yes. this is cool. real which i do because kind of off the bat i was like oh he's very articulate <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so then he goes into the whole story about scaring people and then hiding because of it, you know, seeing his reflection and being horrified. And, but when he is observing the family in the woods and their interactions and how he kind of, he helps them, he brings the wood to them like yes. he anonymously, which I thought was kind of, so I actually, as the story was going on, I was like, so maybe that's how he got so articulate as the family was like, okay, let's be friends. No. <laughs> they had no idea he... I mean, they knew he was there, I guess, but they didn't... Right. They, have, they obviously knew someone was doing this right. for them. Uh, so it's the family of three, and then... Is it Safi? Yes. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, but Safi comes. As she's learning the language, he basically learns it with her. And I did think it was kind of funny, because there's a line where he's like... If I could say so myself, I, you know, I improved faster than she did or I learned faster than she did. Like, okay, monster. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, just a reminder, I'm male. Thus, yeah. I am better. Also, she knows she's had, she's in one language her entire life. You essentially don't know any. So you're like right. a blank template. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out how long he was out on his own with his family or whatever, because... I thought it was only six months, but I think it's been years. There was a, it was at least a year because he says something about the weather changing. Yeah. And how it had basically been one full cycle at one point. I just don't remember when that was. Yeah, it's the Frankenstein timeline that I think confused me more. Because it seemed like he went from creating, fell sick for a few months. And then his brother died. But I think I, I'm missing a gap in there. I think, like, there was a time where he was okay. But I think so, too. But I think it kind of gets... Was there? It's weird. It's a weird timeline. Again, it's it really does read like a dude who's like, so I did this, and then this, and then this, and then I got sick, and then I got better, and then I got, you know, my brother died. Yeah. So... He said he, I, he was sick for several months, which I was like, really? Really? You're just prolonging owning up to anything. <laughs> like, Guilt every will make time. you sick. Yes, you are right, Victor. It I mean, will. Maybe don't 
do shit like this. But if you do, tell someone. Exactly. And just deal with it. But, yeah. But, yes. Um, so the monster learns and then reads some classics. Which, so he found those in the woods. Yeah. So I had a moment of, did the family leave them? Like, but how would they know to leave them there for him? That the person or the being bringing them would, would also want to read? Like, you know? Right. But he found them. Which is weird, because books were very valuable back then. So it's like... Who just left them in the woods? (laughs) I don't know. But have you read any... Have you read Paradise Lost or... I did in college, but I don't remember. And honestly, reading this, I was like, I kind of want to go back and reread that now. <laughs> Paradise Lost is... Because that's one of my yeah. books I kept. It's... Uh, I haven't read it since college either, but it... <laughs> it's it's something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, there was a book I got. And so when I... Before I moved to New York, I came up for like a wedding. And it was like my first trip on my own and the first time in the city on my own mm-hmm. and I realized like I, it might also be the first time I took the subway mm-hmm. too but I was like I need a book and ended up getting a book I think it's called like the demonologist or something and got it's like about a guy who specializes in paradise lost but I got paradise lost and Dante's Inferno mixed up in my head oh so I spent the entire book being like this is not how I remember Dante's Inferno <laughs> at all <laughs> So I need to reread Paradise Lost, but yeah, it's been a long time. I'll reread it with you. <laughs> I, I <laughs> that is not what we're doing for the podcast. That is no, what it's no, no, no. Like. This is a separate. We yeah, take our time. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I've also read Sorrows of uh, of uh, I think it's Verther is how it's pronounced. Hmm. I did that in college too. That's actually a really good book. It's a bit of a slog because it's older, but. Um, was it 1700s or 1800s? I can't remember. Um, but that is by an author whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I always <laughs> mispronounce it. I think it's Gautier, but mm. that might be the singer. I always mm, get them confused. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, but he also wrote a really great Faust, uh, Faustus book mm-hmm. um, that I had, Dr. F- Dr. Faustus? Because, yeah, there's Marla's, which is really good. And, yeah. I did a paper on both of those. So. <laughs> I think my favorite from my stint as an English major was the Canterbury Tales. Oh, yes. And I Good remember decision. we, I picked, I don't remember which one, but I had the best time writing an essay about the wife of Bath. Oh, yes. And looking at it from a feminist perspective. I think that was like, I had so much fun writing that essay, as kind of ridiculous as that sounds. <laughs> no, Canterbury Tales is great. Every time... I That's one I definitely it. want to reread. Yeah. Every time there's always something good. Mm-hmm. That's when I have to read out loud, though, because of, mm. like, the old English. Yeah. Further, it was like, every time he gets a little happy, something bad happens. That's all I remember of it. <laughs> but, yeah, he reads Paradise Lost like it's the Bible, almost, rather than a work of fiction. And I love it because it makes me <laughs> such a jackass. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of dudes. But I don't know. I definitely with like the political time changes and everything. 
I read the monster so much differently now. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I was younger, I probably just read it as like, he was abandoned. This is the best he could do. And now it's like, no, you are claiming to be this highly educated. And now you're threatening a dude's life because you want a bone. Right. It's like, so I felt bad for him because the abandoned thing and then people are terrified of him and throw a stone or, you know, like they, I, okay, I get that. Fine. But then your answer to this is like, I'm going to try to sound all super educated and superior, but if you don't do this thing, I am just going to tear everything apart and everyone apart and destroy your, like, it's very, like, you, you, I don't know, like, <laughs> it's, it's very incel, like, I'm really curious <laughs> how they view this book, but Dear also God. not, because I know it's just going to make me angry. It's Frankenstein, the original incel. Possibly. Or the monster. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, Frankenstein's not much better, but. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, because I did feel kind of bad for the creature when he does go to the family and he tried to persuade the, like he, the father of the family is blind. So he goes to him first. Smart. Yes. And. Then the others come home and they freak out to the point where they, I thought this was interesting, where they broke their rental agreement of this cottage and had to pay three months rent and also, you know, basically lost whatever the garden was going to produce. Yeah. This was a, this was a huge loss. Yeah. Money wise and food wise. And they're like, nope, we're getting out of here. Yeah. That's because they were already impoverished, which is why he started bringing them the wood because he realized he was not helping. Right, and he stopped stealing from their stores, which was right. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but then, okay, fine. So then you take it to now. I'm gonna. I want vengeance against my creator. Okay, I'll I'll stick with you in this. But then your first thing you do is you kill his brother. Like his brother didn't do shit to you. this child. I know. Just shares the same last name as the guy, because and he had no idea what his brother was doing. No one did because Frankenstein didn't tell anyone. But like. He just, what? You just killed this child. Yep. And then took it a step further and framed Justine. Oh my God. Yes. The fact that the monster actually framed Justine. Yes. Yeah. It's like the, all the monster seems to want at first is just a family, which is completely understandable. You're abandoned. Right. I get it. And no one loves you. No one even likes you. No one right. wants to be friends with you. You've seen yourself in the river. Like you, see like this hideous thing and like that in and of itself but your decision is like not to make up with your creator or like try there it's to kill all of humanity starting with his little brother (sighs) oh my god yeah framing poor justine like maybe if you had not killed william and you had just approached victor nicely and asked for a companion then you probably would have gotten what you wanted probably (laughs) at least an attempt yeah right more likely than i killed your little brother now you're gonna do this thing for me right to make me happy oh yeah i'll get right on that not even just like i killed your brother if you don't do this and you get married something bad's going to happen like if you get a mate before i do right something i will kill basically i'll kill everyone in your family everyone that you love 
Like, his reasoning skills are not there. No. No, and um, he's still very childlike in some ways for someone who's yes. oh so well-educated. But Right. I do, so his promise is that if he makes them his bride, the two of them will just go and get lost in the jungles in South America and you will never, ever hear from us again. Do you think he would have stuck with that promise if Victor had made him his bride? Until he realized that they couldn't reproduce, probably. Or, sorry. (laughs) I just made Stephanie do a spit shot. I'm so sorry. Should not have taken a sip then because I was trying to put the bottle back down. (laughs) I don't know. Like, in my mind, he would have been happy for a few years, but he would have wanted a family. And either he's going to try to steal kids. Oh, God. I mean, maybe, maybe Victor, because it is something that Victor also is like, what if they have kids? Like, what if Mm -hmm. they produce this like demon race? But in my mind, I was just like, no, they can't. Like, giving a spark to a head is not also giving a spark of able to reproduce. I don't know. In my head, there's a disconnect there. But yeah, yeah, in my mind, the monster is going to continue to want more. Right. I then also thought of, what if she just, she dies? Like, or if he dies. Yeah. If one of them dies, the other one's going to be alone again. Exactly. And then what? And also the monster's not taken into consideration. She's not going to come out knowing anything. Right. It's... Or when Victor eventually thinks, cause thinks <coughs> about this, um, what if she doesn't want to disappear into the jungles? Or she doesn't like the monster. She did not. Yes, she might not like you, sir. (laughs) You kill children. (laughs) Yeah, especially if she finds out you killed a child. Yeah. So again, because I didn't know the story, when Victor agrees, I thought, oh, shit, is he really going to go through with this? Like, I really wasn't sure which, if he was actually going to do this. Because I was like, this is not a good idea. (laughs) To do this again. Yes. But also, like, do you have the journals? I don't know, because the monster gets a hold of some of the journals. Yes. But then he gives them to him because he says... Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But then that's why I was also confused, because when Victor agrees, he stalls. Okay, I get that. But then he travels with Henry because he has to see someone in London or talk to some, like. But I was like, what do you need if you have your journals back from him and you were able to do this the first time? Yeah, that I didn't get other than, like, is it a stalling tactic? But I, it, like, half was and half wasn't. Yeah. Um, Because they end up in Scotland and it, yeah. There's not, like, any moment of, like, and I got this. But maybe he's also just not telling William so that William can't go do this again. But William's also not going to go do that because William is the captain of a boat. Oh, Robert Walton. Oh, is that his name? Robert? Yes. Yeah. Is his last name Williams? Where am I getting Williams? Uh, Williams was the brother. I mean, William was the brother. Oh, his yes. His name was okay. Walton. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, that's probably where I'm getting it is the Walton. Um, but I also... 
So when Victor finally does decide that he's not going to do it, tears up the creation, I was just like, you're real dumb. Because you say that you're pretty sure that this creature has been following you. You're hanging out with your old pal Henry here. Although they separated at this point. Right. You know this is going to piss him off. You have, like, no backup plan. (laughs) Yeah, no. You just do this thing, and as soon as you do it, there he is, because he was watching you, and now he's pissed. Yes. I do love the moment where he's like, did he pop up in my window? Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, no, he totally did. Yes, he did, because he's been watching you. Exactly. He's like, what's up? You did Uh, not plan for this. No. And then, like... So, uh, Victor does not think, he doesn't think, and he doesn't consider the consequences. And I'm also not 100% sure he feels guilt about anybody but Elizabeth, maybe? Or just that, like, this thing is in the, I don't know, it's weird. Like I thought he did feel somewhat guilty about William and Justine. Justine, not to the point of doing anything no. before she was executed. Um, but like, so when the creature says, what does he say? Hold on. So the creature tries to persuade him. Not nicely, but like tries <laughs> to persuade him <laughs> to still do it. And he says that if he he doesn't do it. He's going to destroy everything. Um, but remember, I shall be with you on your wedding night. Yeah. That's important. But like, he then doesn't, I don't know. So the creature's next victim after that is Henry, because of course it is. Right. Because of course it is. He's been following you. He knows you're with Henry. He knows Henry's your best friend since forever. He wants to go for the pain. And you, I mean, he he was trying to meet back up with Henry, so okay, he didn't have time to warn him, but he didn't, like, try to warn anyone in his family that some bad stuff might happen because no. of him. So, also, the creature, again, with the framing. Yes. People, like, framing Victor for Henry's murder. That was, that was pretty good. That was really good. Like, <laughs> gotta give it to you. Like, he may not be emotionally intelligent, but he's, mm-hmm. you know, got some kind of brain. Yes. Um, but then when he does agree to move forward with his wedding with Elizabeth, let's go back to, I will be with you on your wedding night. And okay. You're walking around with a pistol. What is that going to do? Cause he's been shot before he was shot either right before he did or right after William or whatever. Like, cause he saves the the woman. It was before cause it stalled his, his, his travels. Right. So he's been shot. You know, it didn't do much of anything to it. Right. It's also super fast. So, like, yeah. you might miss. I think Frankenstein assumed he was going to die. He did, which was also dumb. And because as soon as he said wedding night, I was like, well, I know who you're going to kill. Exactly. <laughs> Not just because Victor's telling the story, but. <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. He wants you to create a partner for him. Mm-hmm. You don't do it. You get your own partner. Why would you assume he's going after you, you narcissistic asshole? Think about someone other than yourself for two seconds. Never tells Elizabeth. Never tells Elizabeth. Never tells her. Or anyone. Nope. Again. And then when they go to that house together by themselves, like, ugh, Elizabeth. 
yep. your death is almost upon you and you don't even know. You're just trying to be happy newlywed. And also his whole thing of Elizabeth, I'll tell you the day after. Yes. Got to get that sex in first. Yep. At one point, so he's in college, doesn't go home for like six years. Because, <clears throat> yeah, he leaves for college, doesn't go back until his brother passes. Yeah. Then goes, this London thing was like at least a year, if not two. What? Poor Elizabeth. Like, yeah. the amount that she's like, do you love me? Is there someone else? Mm-hmm. I would be like, Elizabeth, go find someone else. Please find someone who didn't create a creature who will kill you. Yes. Because <laughs> like, I just expected that the creature was going to rampage and kill her, his father, and his other brother. Yes. And anyone else that got in the way. The one brother does make it out. Yes. The dad dies. The but father. Yeah. He. Yeah. He dies after Elizabeth dies. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. But. But like, I think it's kind of hinted at that he's older and kind of not necessarily sickly but like he's Mm -hmm. he's getting up there the dad was old when you know he married his wife yes but yeah but then the loss of his elizabeth did not help yeah but i just thought it was dumb of victor like i've got this pistol and i'm just gonna pace and wait no he said he'll be with you on your wedding night exactly he's there already and he's gonna kill I kept thinking, so back to Buffy, I kept thinking, um, oh gosh, Anya, the vengeance demon, (laughs) what was her, Dahafrin, her boss, Dahafrin. Oh, yes. Season seven, when she wants to take back killing the frat boys. Yes. And it's going to cost the life of a vengeance demon, and she's ready to offer herself up, and instead he kills her friend Hallie, because you always go for the pain, Dahafrin's words. So... Duh, that's what the monster's going to do. <laughs> exactly. Don't go for the kill when you can go for the pain. Right. So, yeah. Then Victor Then Victor does finally tell someone. He tells the magistrate the whole story. So, after multiple people are dead. And... Just such bullshit. Like, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> you dumbass. I'm going to finally tell... Oh, wait. We forgot. He did get sick again after Henry. That's right. He ended up in jail sick for like two months. Yeah. Always getting sick. Anyway. But does he end up sick after Elizabeth gets killed? I don't think there's enough time. No. Between that and the end. He shoots at the creature. People come running in. Right. And they do a search. So, hey, because he's actively doing something, he doesn't get sick. Exactly. Um, the magistrate at first doesn't really believe him, but then says, okay, you told me that this, this creature is super big, powerful. What am I going to do? Or what are my men going to be right. able to physically do? What do you think that we can do? Um, so then he does go off and search on his own. I thought it was interesting that the creature would leave him clues or like a message or food and be like, Hey, rest up. Because I'm bringing you farther north. Like, get your strength. Let's go. Yeah. Like, it's a weird torture kind of game. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, by the time all Victor's telling the story, they're, like, on their way to the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And it's... I just... I don't know. Like... <laughs> then... You know, the monster comes in and is, like, sobbing over it. And I'm like, you're just dumb. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I had no sympathy for the monster this time around. 
I did at first, but after he killed William, I was like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I did have, have a much sympathy for like, you there. I, I had a moment where I was like, did he kill William? Because I couldn't remember. Mm. And I was like, and the way that it's kind of worded was like, you believe I did this. And I was like, oh, maybe he didn't. I was like, maybe this is why I was sympathetic. And then he's like, no, but I did. I totally framed Justine. And I'm like, you. Okay. Right. Goes into what him and William talked about. And that when William said who his father was, the last name. Yes. That was it. It's like, but he didn't do anything. I guess. Nope. I'm not going to try to justify the monster's actions. That's not. No. That's just going to make me angry. Yeah. No. I was with him up until then, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then, so I did also think it was kind of interesting. So the ship itself is surrounded by ice. They're afraid they're just, they're going to die. And that the part of the crew comes and demands the captain, like turns around if they get the chance to just go back home. Mm -hmm. And Victor gives this really impassioned speech about how, no, move forward, blah, 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 like try for it. But then when the captain when they do get a chance to to go the captain's like all right we'll go home and victor says he's gonna go after the monster himself but then he tells the captain to seek happiness um happiness and tranquility and to avoid ambition so that was a little interesting where he's like go 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 and he's like nah don't don't (laughs) yeah i guess he's sensed that he was going to die i don't know maybe um, when the creature comes and he's crying over Victor, I did like that the captain is like, he calls him on his bullshit, basically. He's like, uh, no, if he was still alive, you would still be after him. And like, yeah. you know, no, he'd be your prey still. Um, yeah. I'm curious, though, if in that moment, if Frank, if the monster truly meant it, or if he just was sad that now... Essentially, the person he was essentially playing this game with, this, like, cat and mouse sort of I'm leading you on type of thing, was now over. Yeah. I There probably is a sense of lost purpose. And I don't know. I, I just, I feel like part of this book is, like, emotional versus intellect intelligence. And maybe the monster just doesn't have the emotional intelligence. So maybe he does actually feel regret, you know, for killing his creator. I don't know. How do we feel as humans that we've killed God? I guess that's kind of the question, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm currently reading, um, white Knights, uh, the, the recent Batman where Joker, um, becomes the white knight. He, he gets, like mentally stable or something. And mm-hmm. so in my mind, it's kind of like Batman and Joker where it's like, if the Joker accidentally killed Batman, what would he do? Yeah. And I could see the Joker, you know, crying over Batman in this kind of same manner. Mm-hmm. Um, where like Frankenstein doesn't necessarily view that he needs the monster in the world, but the monster definitely right. views that he needs Frankenstein in the world. Right. So, I don't know. 
I am curious, though, because he does swear that he's going to build himself a funeral pile and set himself on it so he'll kill himself via fire. I'm yeah, I don't know if, if he that. actually did that. I <laughs> I mean, there's obviously no sequel. Well, there's sequel movies, but I don't know. I don't think so. I My guess yeah. is he looks at it and he goes, nah. He's like, mm, that shit's going to hurt. No. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did learn as man did at one point that fire makes you warm but stick your hand in it yeah yeah so yeah that's frankenstein i'm very excited the morgan library is doing an exhibit i'm going in a couple weeks so okay there'll be pictures i'm sure um which next time you're in new york have you been to the morgan library no it is not a pay what you want museum but it, it usually has a couple exhibits going on, but it has the Beauty and the Beast library where like, you walk in and it's floor to ceiling my dream. with all these old books. So I highly recommend anybody when you go to New York, it's my favorite museum. Yes. Okay. So. My dream, the library, where I'm talking about how, oh, I'm probably going to need another bookshelf and my <laughs> husband's going to probably not care for it, but I am trying to recreate that library. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I'll eventually have that someday. But. Oh Yeah. I'm going to need like a three bedroom house. Exactly. One bedroom is the library. Exactly. <laughs> be a little miniature version. That's fine. There you go. You can put but your office all in books. it too. It'll be okay. <laughs> Just have like a desk in the middle. It'd be perfect. <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, I'm very excited. Like, like they announced it earlier this year. It finally opened. So we're going in a couple weeks. Nice. So I, I was telling Chris, I was like, I want to go back to New York. It's been a while. <laughs> and every time we went, all of the museums that exist in New York, and we've gone to one. <laughs> You've only been to one? Which one? Yeah, we went, uh, the Museum of Sex. Okay, Although not the one I expected we did go you twice. To say. Nope. No, no. Oh, Mama. Nope. <laughs> we were going to go once to another one, but like, I don't know, there was a line and we just didn't go. So I'm like, I want to go to New York. Yeah. And maybe another museum. <laughs> Although that one was fun, and I think it might have new exhibits by now, but. Probably. It's not one I've been to yet. Cause I, is it in Queens? No, it's Manhattan. not. It's Manhattan. Yeah. Um, it's just not one that, I, I don't know. Part of me is like, is this something that you do now that you live here? Or is it like, <laughs> this is a tourist trap? So, um, but I do highly recommend the Metropolitan and the Cloisters, which mm. is the, on the west side, um, a little bit north of the Met. And it's the, it's like a, a medieval nunnery, I guess, mm, is what it is. Okay. But anyways, it's totally worth checking out if you ever, you could do both in one day. Well, you can't do the Met entirely in one day, but yeah. you can do bounce back and forth between the two. The cloisters you can do easily in a couple hours. So, yeah. cool. So, this is considered like several different genres at once. Um considered gothic it's considered romantic it's considered sci-fi and it's also considered horror so i guess the question is were we horrified no that is I was very of... annoyed at victor and then the creature after a yeah. while so i was more annoyed than horrified <laughs> that's very true yeah it's, um because that's one of the things you and i talked about earlier this month is like neither of us really get scared at books yeah, like there's got to be one. There's got to be. We're going to find it one day. Yeah. Because I do remember being scared of books as a kid. Same. Like, 
I will maintain that Arl Stein's cheerleaders, one, two, and three, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yep. So maybe I need to look for like, maybe not possession, but like something more supernatural like that to see, I don't know, but like in an adult format. Yeah. Because it was supernatural, but also people got burnt to death or like scalded to death and stabbed and stuff. Yeah, there's enough of me that's just like, did you and I do so much horror as kids that we're just like, yeah, okay, this is yeah, this is it. And also just desensitized over time with that movies too. and stuff yeah. too. That too. Because yeah, I was talking Personal about mission. earlier, there's Sweet Valley Twin books that are like right in the middle of the series. It's 97 through 100 terrified me it's like they go to babysit at this house Mm -hmm. and it has a ghost that like tries to kill you in your dreams oh shit it's so random it's just like this four book horror in the middle of sweet valley teens and like the next book's about you know one of them dating someone i don't know (laughs) but it terrified me as a kid and i'm just like i i want that again in life so yeah um i guess listeners tell us what books terrify you these days because yeah stephen king's not doing it for me i'm sorry no also when i read the amityville horror as a kid i remember finishing that book when i was home alone and was like what have i done <laughs> <That is laughs> why am i by myself i have not tried because i'm just like so... i know <laughs> anything with the true element to it i'm like mm. and i will admit Scared the the, the haunting <laughs> of hill house tv series i've only watched during the day i refuse to watch it at night Oh yeah, I'm on. Like, I want to see the new Halloween movie, and I know we're gonna go see it at night. I know I'm gonna jump a million times because that is what I do, even when I know it's coming. It's gonna happen. But I'm gonna come home and watch some Bob's Burgers. Oh yes, I would like. And Chris has to be home with me for the rest of the night. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I like I'll do it at lo- I'll do it at night, but I don't want to be alone. <laughs> if I'm alone, it's not happening. I'm exactly. watching like. He's not home right now. Am I going to go watch even Scream? Like something I've seen a million times? No. Oh, I'm going to go play my video games. Watch some Bob's Burger. Like watch something lighthearted. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because I forgot about that last weekend. <laughs> the CW app. Every time I try mm-hmm. to pull it up on my phone, I, I watched Riverdale. I watched Charmed. Every time I try to pull up Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it, it breaks. I'm like, what? But I need it. <laughs> So. But this is the last season. You need to know how it ends. I know. <laughs> like, so I love it. Are oh. you, do you watch Riverdale? No, I still haven't. It's okay. But it's on, it's on my list. It's crazy ex-girlfriend. I swear, like Rachel Bloom is like, cause I, they both have prison themes this season. Oh, oh boy. So she's like trying to show up their previews where she's like, you got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> so it makes me very That's happy. good. That's good. So I, I really want to watch it. Stupid CW app. Ugh. So. That's Mary Shelley. Everybody yeah. should go read her. I need to find another biography. I, she's just. Yeah, I want to read the biography. It's crazy. Yeah. I also highly recommend her parents' work, but it's also really dry. Like, it's 1700s. Be forewarned. It's very fucking dry. Do you have any ideas for a book drink? Because I did not think of one. Oh, shit, no. Um, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, like, Frankenstein cocktail. Oh. I mean, I remember yeah. making one when I worked at a bar. 
something green. Um, I don't know. I've been drinking a lot of tea because I've been okay. sick. So like same, but same. Yeah. I guess it yeah, is my week. Green. I bet you there is a Frankenstein cocktail. Oh, there's a lot. This one is a sour Frankenstein cocktail. But says, don't let the green fool you. They're really just cucumber margaritas in something. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Maybe something with Midori. That's green, like Ooh, a Midori sour. Yeah. That was my drink at one point in college. <laughs> I remember making one when I worked at a bar that like was to look like a brain, but you had to make it and serve it. It was, it was a shooter really mm-hmm. quick because if you let it sit, it got really gross. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so for whatever reason, it reminds me of that. I probably have a picture of it somewhere okay. buried in Instagram because it looked disgusting. I remember it was blue. And, yeah, I let it sit too long and, like, sh- did the shot. And my friend was like, well, that was stupid because, like, it was <laughs> disgusting. So, no. But it was to look like uh, – I can't – it was blue – probably whatever you put in a blue motherfucker, like – whatever that stuff is. And then like, I don't remember what set on top of it, but you were, yeah, it was like, you had to get it just right. Cause it looked like a brain sitting on top. Don't let that stuff sit. So I'm going to find this that drink. Why, what is, is it an Irish car bomb? Is that what that, like where you drop the, the oh, Bailey's yeah. into something? Yep. I can't chug. So I've never done one of those. <laughs> and my understanding is that it will like curdle. Yes. Uh, similar yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it does i'm digging through instagram now so i'm gonna go with that one i can't remember what it was called but it looked like a brain and that there you go <laughs> yeah any halloween cocktails i'm sure are yeah really great or like ale i feel like drinks really aren't talked about in this book no i can't think of him saying like specifying any food or drink that he's had yeah it it does really read like a dude telling a story and not like me telling a story where i'm like let me tell you the food i had yes and drinks yes <laughs> which is exactly and then dessert so started <laughs> so do you know what you're reading next that's not for the podcast so <laughs> yes and no um I am currently reading, like I said, White Knights, uh, the Batman White Knights comic, which is like a one volume thing that I found fascinating. It's very political. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily my cup of tea, but I just got Roxanne Gay's Not That Bad Dispatch from mm. Rape Culture back in through the library. So mm-hmm. I need to finish it before the end of the year. I need to do it. I'm halfway through. I'm going to do it in, in I think I've got two weeks. So I can do yeah. it in two weeks yeah. without making myself too angry. Yeah. Yeah. What about That's you? definitely on my list. <laughs> um, I think I actually, I think I want to read Dracula. Because I'm like, what don't I know about that story? Because I've also never seen a Dracula movie. Although, except for, as I told my husband last night, Dracula dead and loving it, which he did not appreciate. <laughs> So none of not even like Gary Oldman's. I've seen parts of that one. Okay. I think when he had it on. But I've never sat and watched the whole thing. I don't think. 
Um, and I've never read the book. Yeah. So this makes me want to. I'm like, what other books like that are would be something that I kind of know about, like I know of Dracula, um, but because I, you know, did not know the whole Frankenstein story. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to request that from the library. When that comes in, bring this one back and get that one. I guess the third one to round it out would be what? Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, what are the big I know, I'm like, what other one is there? Because I don't think the black, the creature from the Black Lagoon has like a story. Yeah. Frankenstein, vampire. Is there a werewolf story? Oh, there's got to be. But I don't know what the original werewolf story would be. Yeah. To do some looking. So I think that's what I'm going to go with is Bram Stoker. That'll be awesome. Yeah. I haven't read Frankenstein. I don't know if I actually ever finished Frankenstein. No, not Frankenstein. Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I ever finished it. Hmm. I know I've started it a few times, but vampires were like the most terrifying thing in the world to me before Twilight. Oh. Like, I don't know if you remember the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? With the family of vampires and the little boy is a vampire? No, the one where the vampire comes out of the screen. I totally forgot about the one with the family, though. I do remember <laughs> that one now. Oh, my God. That one also terrified me. Uh, I don't know about... Wait vampire that comes out that sounds it's like the old Mm. he's watching the old dracula movie and dracula comes out like the black and white dracula comes out of the screen it was yes i remember watching it like (laughs) roughly around the time my sister was born so i've been terrified of vampires since i was like four years old and then i know there was a scary story what the scary stories you tell in the dark were like Mm -hmm. one of those was like a kid talking to a vampire and at the end of the story he was like it's too late or something i don't know vampires (laughs) were scary as fuck (laughs) and i watched salem's lot way too young and Mm. was told that i couldn't read the book like it was one of the few (laughs) books that my mother was like you cannot read this until you're older and i was like vampires are terrifying so don't remember the last time I tried Dracula, but I was very freaked out by vampires for okay. a long time. <laughs> I think zombies was my thing, and I don't really know why. Like, I don't remember seeing anything as a kid, but because I remember when The Walking Dead first came out, I was like, well, I'm not watching that because when I watched Shaun of the Dead, which is funny, I enjoyed it and then had a nightmare that night of zombies coming after us oh no um so i was like i'm not watching this but then when chris was telling me about like the people and everything and the relationships and rick and so i was like okay now i kind of want to see what happens so that's how i started watching the walking dead and then i think i got like i had a couple nightmares maybe but like have since kind of just become desensitized to zombies now so maybe just immerse yourself in in vampires (laughs) and then there you go i mean twilight came out and that kind of killed anything like, Which I still have not read <laughs> or seen. You should watch them. They're like, just, Ugh. they're so trash. <laughs> just like, find a drinking game. It'll be fun. Vampires are not supposed to sparkle. No, they're not. But those movies are ridiculously <sighs> bad. 
but that I think was pretty much, which I was in college. So that shows you how long I was terrified of vampires. <laughs> and I've read a few books since. So, um, wait, so do the vampires on Buffy, did those also like, I forgot about Buffy. No, Buffy I was okay with, but I guess because I knew they were people in masks or whatever by that point. Mm. Plus there's Angel. I guess like that might have been the start of where I was like, mm. oh, I guess vampires can also be sexy. Mm. Yes, they can. Because <laughs> as I'm watching Angel, I'm like, yes, this is why I had a crush on you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. He's so, so cute. Although also watching it um, when Wesley shows up in season three, thinking about his character arc over the course of Angel, really just, I think his is one of the best character arcs where I'm like, Yes. I agree. I mean, I really, really like you him. go through some shit, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fred happens and I, we don't Ugh. know Fred, but. They didn't even get an episode. They got in between two episodes. I know. Oh, it makes me so angry. <sighs> we should do the I'll Buffy comic at some point. Just, that's what we should I do. I don't, I think I have all, like, I have all the trays except for possibly the last one. I still haven't checked, but I definitely want to reread them. Because I, I was rereading them every time one came out, but now there are so many. There's so many <laughs> that I can't. <laughs> I think I officially have the first one because there was like a comic that came out while the show was out that I don't want to read, but it's like the start of season eight. Yep. But it's also a little hard, like, because I try to look on Comicsology to see if it's there, but I think that's just the older comic. I think I do have the first trade mm. because when it comes to comics, I'm like. I've decided I want to read this right now. And then it's like, cool. And then I buy it and then I put it on the shelf. And I just realized, I was looking at it, I was like, there's like six comics here. Oh, no. Then I'm like, <laughs> I need to sit down and just actually read these. I bought them. This is why I've like switched to my poor library. They're like, that's all I check out are the comic books. Ah. So, which is fine. Oh, no. Yep. It looks like it is not on Comixology Unlimited. Ah. I definitely want to do a reread, like from season eight through. Are they in whatever 11? trade is out now? I think I've, it's eleven. I've heard that Angel and Faith is a really good. I did not keep up with that. <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> um, but I have at least the first three, maybe. Okay. Of that one, I think. All right. So we talked about what we're going to read next. Yes. Not for the podcast. Uh, so next time we're reading, what are we reading? Persepolis? Is Persepolis? Yeah. Yeah. Persepolis. By, who is this by? It is by Marjane Satrapi. Mar- I totally used to know how to pronounce and I don't know if that's entirely right, but I think so. And we're, uh, we're going to do the entire uh, we're going to try to do the entire um, Persepolis collection. Yeah, looking forward to that. Have you seen the, the movie? No. Um, I think it came out in 2008. I highly recommend it. It's in French. Just a heads up. Okay. Um, but that's, that's why I own this book. And it's been on my to-read list since 2008 or 2009, whenever this movie came out. Okay, so you haven't read this yet? I have not read this, no. Not at no, all. this okay. is something cool. truly on my to-read list that is nice. one of the, like, oldest things on my to-read list. So. Okay. 
Let's check that box. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Um, plus, it's been like you and I haven't done a comic, so yeah, or a graphic novel or whatever. So it'll be yeah. very cool to do a nonfiction um, graphic novel. Yeah, um, I'm very excited. Nice. So that'll be next time. And where can people find you besides here? <laughs> um, go follow me on Twitter. I have three other podcasts. I talk about them all there. Um, Fabulous Retellings is on hiatus. Handbook is actually about the handbook podcast is actually also about to go on hiatus, I think, um, for a few weeks while we decide what we're going to do next. And Minds at Yerk, every two weeks, Animorphs. We just did book nine. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear me like rant about how much I don't like Cassie sometimes, that's what I did. <laughs> so what about you? Where can people find you? Here for now. <laughs> 2019 is coming. So, you know, you've got that's, like a... Yeah. Maybe by then I'll have a different answer <laughs> at that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just having one. Yes, that's true. <laughs> But he has such good ideas. I'm like, let's do them. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but you can find us on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, JBC Podcast. And then the Facebook page is a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Yeah. And as always, thank you for listening and continue supporting your local libraries. <laughs>